Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I have Clay Smelter here. Uh, he is going to tell us all about his life, his story, and, you know, he's, I am super, super fucking excited because, you know what, I don't know a whole lot about Clay, but I know he's in our circle, meaning, you know, he's in the Arte circle, and so that tells me that he's got to be a pretty damn good dude. So, Clay... Uh, I'll let you uh, take take it. All right. Well, dude, listen, I appreciate you being here and having the time to be able to share my story because I think that's one thing that, that more people need to do is share their story because we got too many people sitting along the sidelines of life and uh, they need to get wake their ass up and uh, share their story, uh, especially for men. Like I deal with a lot of men in, in, in the coaching business I do, and we just don't want to talk. You know, we want to sit back and, and kind of have shit thrown in our lap and say, Hey, look at this. Like things are going to come to me. The life I want and deserve to live is just going to fall on my lap someday. It's like, no dude, you got to go work your ass off. Like you got to go do the things. If you don't do something to get the life that you want, you can't bitch and complain that you ain't getting the life that you want. But we have too many men or sorry, uh, too many adult boys hanging around, you know, doing this and being that macho man, dumb shit and saying, Hey, I can sleep with more girls. I can drink more beer. I can lift more weights. I'm cooler than everybody else. And that's a bunch of dumb shit because, well, I tried it. It didn't work out too well. And uh, at 30, at, and even so, I've been a growth mindset person, Corey, my, my whole life. But at 35 years old, I'm sitting watching a Game of Thrones episode with my wife and having a full-blown panic attack. And I'm going, what in the fuck is going on? And I'm like, that's, that's the point of my life. Call it a midlife crisis, whatever you want. But Dude, I'm having an anxiety panic attack over a TV show, and I'm like, this is bullshit. And um, that's the, the point in my life where I really had to get real with myself, and uh, I really had to kind of change things because the results that I was getting, obviously, internally uh, weren't that great. Externally, they were pretty good, you know. Um, you know, I just, we just, I was getting married, just bought a house. Uh, I was at a point in my life, too, uh, that where I was going to go, I was looking at going bankrupt. Um, I was looking at, you know, my rent was going over what I had to pay. Uh, I had two kids. I was going through uh, um, grad school, well, I finished my master's in educational leadership. Uh, I was teaching. I was working two jobs. Uh, I had two kids on two different schedules. I was going through a divorce uh, and things like that. And at that point in time, like I got out of that hole. But then when things were going good around me internally, dude, I plateaued and I'm like, this, 
like I wasn't growing. And, and for me to really uh, be in tune with the man that I am and what internally drives me, like I have to grow. And if I'm not growing and I plateau, dude, it is like, I'm a, it's a complete mind fuck. And I'm like, dude, I just, and I was at that point in my life. So three years ago, I'm 38 now at 35 years old. Um, I, I, I really internally hated shit and I was just, I hated myself. Um, I didn't want to deal with the shit that, that I really needed to deal with. Uh, I tried to put it back and put it in what we call that shadow land and put it back in the back of my mind and act like it didn't exist. Uh, but my whole adult life, I dealt with anxiety and uh, my wife at, I met my wife at 32 years old and she was the first one I ever said I had anxiety to. And I dealt with it up until 35 years old. Again, having a fucking panic attack over a Game of Thrones episode, you know what I mean? Like, you talk about trying to be a man, you're having a panic attack, and you're like, dude, I'm the biggest pussy in the whole entire world, you know what I mean? And it's like, like it's just a complete, complete um, shame, I felt. I sure. think that, that would be a good word. Um, and it kind of boxed me in for a little bit, and I was just tired of the bullshit, and I'm like, something has to change. And that's where I really um, started listening to people. You know, I started listening, listening to uh, First Sean Whalen, and uh, and and I'm I'm spiritual and uh, I, I'm not like uh, go to church all that kind of stuff things like that. I, I believe there's something out there. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I'll find out when I die. <laughs> and uh, but I believe I'm meant I'm here to shine a light in this world um, for what's to come, whatever that may be. And uh, I was listening my God, whoever it is, talks to me through books. You know, before my I've been divorced twice. A month before my first divorce, my my wife at that point in time sat me down on a red couch on a Wednesday night and said 14 words to me. I love you, but I'm not in love with you, and I'm leaving you. And I was like, fucking awesome. You know what I mean? But I got a book. I got a book. John Maxwell is failing forward. I got that book a month before. Uh, Before I had my panic attack over the Game of Thrones episode, I got another book uh, from my brother-in-law. It's called How to Make Shit Happen by Sean Whalen. And I'm like, you got to be it's like, God puts books in front of me at times that I need that book. So I read that as soon as I hit that panic attack and it was like, shit needs to happen. Shit needs to change. Then I started listening to people like you. I started listening to Andy, Andy Frisell. I started listening to Sean Whale. I started listening to Tyler Jack Harris. And on Tyler Jack Harris, he has a podcast, uh, Bread, uh, the Breadwinner. And he had Sean on there and he asked Sean a question that changed my life. And he said, or he said Sean, um, to be as success- successful as you are, what did you have to stop lying about? And Sean was fucking everything. Like every fucking thing I had to change, like had to stop lying about like every single thing. I was lying to everybody around me. I was lying to myself, man. And that was me at that point in time. Cause I was walking through the hallways of my school. I'm a, I'm a seventh grade math teacher walking through the hallways of my school. And I was lying to every fucking person. When I looked in the mirror, I was lying to that dude too. And that's more important. And uh, it wasn't that things were bad. It was just, I was lying to when I was okay. And I wasn't okay. So that's kind of a little bit of history of me a little bit, but um, things I can think about right now. <laughs> so let's rewind for a second. Um, you know, so my wife has panic attacks and, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if people really understand what the fuck that means. So walk <laughs> us, walk, walk me through, you know, what the hell happens to you when that goes on? Because until she really broke it down and explained the shit to me, I was like, okay, you, you freaked out, so, so fucking what? 
tell us what the fuck that really is like. And, and uh, for me, it starts with a thought. And it's all about thought. It's all about the pattern that goes in. Um, I also have like ADHD and stuff like that and anxiety. and They kind of run hand in hand. Um, I also uh, have talked with a lot of people, especially high-performing athletes, who have a lot of anxiety. And it's because like those, those high performers have the same stuff. Like the chemicals that are releasing for everything is all dealing with the same thing. So when I have this thought, so the, it, have you ever watched Game of Thrones? Yeah, I, I, we watched a little bit of it. I was just, I don't know, it, a little bit. A okay. Little bit. There's a scene in there where there it's the whole door scene where these white, uh, these ice zombies are running through the tree and then somebody's trapped in the tree. And the problem was, is I felt internally trapped. So therefore, that's what set me off. So I'm feeling the emotion that this character is feeling in the tree of being trapped, saying this, I'm trapped. I have nowhere to go. I don't know what, I, like, then the freaking out. So the problem is that starts to snowball. So for me, I, it hits me physically right away. So I start feeling like tingling in my, in my cheeks, in my lips, stuff like that. I start to get shaky. I start to, my stomach starts to get upset. I either feel like I'm going to throw up or shit myself. You know, all of that stuff. And, and then all of a sudden, I'm hot, sweaty, and, like, I'm in a, I'm just drenched. And I'm sitting there, like, back here like this going, I don't know how to fuck to get out of this situation. So you feel like this, like like you're just trapped in this ball. And that's why a lot of people just ball up and they stop and freeze um, just because they're like, I, I, I just went out of this. But it's a thought in your head that released tons of chemicals. And that's, that's one of the things that I didn't want to deal with because I'm like, dude, I'm man enough. I can handle this shit. Well, obviously I haven't handled it my whole damn adult life. So that was kind of the breaking point for me to get real with myself about, listen, I can't control the amount of chemicals that come out of my brain. So I need something to be able to help me do that, which is why uh, a long time I didn't want to take any medicine because I'm man enough to do it. But Dude, I had to realize, like, I needed to. Like, so I take five milligrams of, of a prescription that helps me be able to control that trigger. And now I've also have coping mechanisms. You know, there's a lot of great people out there that have coping mechanisms to be able to help you call, like, get the rid of the fault. And that's what it is for me. It's a thought that snowballs and all of a sudden it's gone. Chemicals are released. And I'm uh, pretty, I'm like screwed in that state <laughs> just because sure. I got to wait till all the chemicals like release. You know, so that's kind of how it is for me. Um, now, before I just, I just let it control. I, I allowed it to control me. Sure. You know, I allowed it to control my thoughts, what I did. Now I step into it. Like I, I, I go into that feeling and try to sit there and be like, yo, I'm going to go feel this. Um, especially in situations where I really don't like, um, I try to step into that feeling instead of step back. And that's kind of what I teach. Um, students that I have, um, people that I talk with when I do presentations and stuff like that, is step into that instead of step back from it. Because when you step back from it, you're just trying to hide. It's just just being fake and trying to hide from it, act like it doesn't exist, but it does. So it's all really good points. You know, the reality is that, you know, like you said, we have a thought Mm -hmm. and then whatever thought that is, it produces some kind of feeling in our body. And whether that be good, bad, indifferent. And then from there, we either take an action, we don't take an action. But the, rea- but, but the facts are is that if we, you know, if, if, if we can stop at the thought, right? And, and that's the hardest part, right? You know, sometimes yes. you realize it and sometimes you don't. But the, 
it's amazing to me that you can think about, it's like placebo effect, exactly yeah. the same thing. I'm sure, do you, uh, have you read uh, that by, by Joe Dispenza? No, I did, but I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. So, I mean, it's incredible the percentage of people that, that take a placebo and, and, and they have the same effect because it's, whether it's just dry, and I'm not saying, I take medication, I'm ADHD, I get it, and so part of this, I wonder sometimes what I'm telling myself, mm-hmm. because really it's, you know, it, it's the thought that whatever that medication is going to produce, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we buy into. And my, my, I really do believe if my pharmacist probably didn't put the right thing in there, I, there's a good chance I may not fucking know, <laughs> you know, that's but yeah. Yeah. because I, if I think, you know, if I think I'm whatever, you get it. So but, but they can really control the shit out of a lot of things in your life. Right. I mean, it can, it does. I mean, you know, it, and then the, oh, I could go on for days about this shit. <laughs> um, and, that's, and that's what it is, Corey, is, is that thought. And when you look at, at your life, you know, our, our life, we're filled with thoughts. Everything that we do, every action that we have is thought driven. So I always talk with, whether it's my clients, my students, you know, people, administrators I'm working with, whatever it is, uh, you know, I, I always talk about thought reactive versus emotionally reactive because you really have those two realms. And if we're thought reactive, we're actually processing, you know, what's going to move me forward in a positive direction where we're emotionally reactive. Most of the time we're just boom, snapping. And, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh shit, I didn't really want to do that, but that's what I did. You know, whether somebody pisses you off and then you're just like flip out on them and you're like, Oh shit. You know, I didn't want to do that. But again, it, it goes down to like, okay, well I want to be a successful business owner. Okay. Well, what thought has, do you have behind that? Do you have the thought of shit? Well, I suck at this. I ain't going to do anything with this. You know, obviously you're not going to get anything. Or do you have that question piece of saying, well, I don't know. And that gives you a wishy-washy piece. And then you have that thought going, no, I'm going to go kick ass no matter what it is. You know, and it's just like, you know, starting off your day. When you start off your day, how do you start off your day? Do you wake up and be like, shit, I woke up, this sucks. Or you're like, damn, dude, I woke up and I'm going to have a kick-ass fucking day and we're going to go get something out of this. You know, it's all about that thought of what you have towards what you get. And if you have shitty thoughts, dude, you're going to get shitty stuff. If you have good thoughts, you're going to get good stuff. You know, I think, I think, dude, last time, Corey, we, we, man, I just, there's, too much complication to the fucking world, man. You yes. know, that simplifies shit. And and what I coach is purpose. And if you know your purpose, then you can can clarify. You can simplify your life. Like I work on three things, Corey. One, own myself. Two, love my story. And three, live with purpose. If it doesn't filter into those three things, I ain't fucking doing it. Like right. if it does, let's go. Like our conversation here, did it filter into those three things? Yes, let's do it. If it didn't, I ain't gonna, I, I'm not going to do it. Sure. So I just simplify my whole life, and that gives me my thoughts. My thoughts are centered around those three things for everything. If, if I'm doing something with my kids, if I'm doing something with my wife, I'm doing something at school as a teacher. I coach baseball as well for, for our varsity program. If I'm doing something with those guys, it all revolves around those three things. And when you have purpose, you have clarity. Yeah. So what would you say, um, you know, to anybody that listens to this podcast, if they, what, maybe what if they're, what if they don't know what their purpose is, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how would you, how would you tell them, Hey, this is how you could figure that out. 
Yeah, and that, and that's that's the tricky thing um, because it's not always clear. You know what I mean? For me, when I was when I was going through that panic attack, that's what I had to find because I wasn't. I was waking up floating through life. When I went to school and walked in my classroom, what was my purpose behind what I did? I don't know. Teach kids, shove a whole bunch of math facts in their head, and then call it a day. You know what I mean? That's right. what I was doing. Sure. You know, what was my real purpose? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know. You know, and and there had to be a way in a system, and through through people like Sean, through people like Tyler and 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 Andy, and you know Craig Castelletto for the White Tiger podcast, through guys like that, conversations that I've had, like I had to break down and own all of my shit first. And that's where you have to go dive into who you are. And sometimes that's the hardest thing. You know, the mirror is the great equalizer, I always say, because um, at 28 years old, I was challenged to go look myself in the mirror and tell myself I love me and mean it. And I couldn't do it. And I was like, I remember standing over that sink in the, the, the my buddy's house I was renting a room out in. And I remember dropping tears into the sink on, fuck, what the hell, dude? Like, why can't I do this? And it took me six months to build myself up where I could. And I can still do that today, but I work on it all the time. And to break down all those different things, you really have to have a system and a process in order to be able to find your purpose uh, or enhance your purpose. Because I think a lot of people live with live with purpose. They just don't know it. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, they're like, you know, hey, I'm, I want to do this. Or I have conversations with like, like teachers and they say, well, as a teacher, what's your purpose? To educate kids. Okay. What do you mean by that? Like, you know, to get good test scores. Like, well, what the fuck do you mean by that? What's a good test score? You know what I mean? Like, what is your purpose? Or the easiest one is like, if you're a dad, what, what, what's your purpose as a dad? To be a best dad ever. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Like, yeah, exactly. What do you mean? Like, and so when we clarify and break it down to what do you do, what, what lies in your heart? And that's where I, I have helped people. And, and, it, and it's so awesome because I remember one, one of my first clients is he sat down, he was sitting down after we defined his purpose and he wrote it down. He put it on his, on his board and in his journal. And he just sat there in, in our morning session. And he said, listen, Clay, I'm just going to sit here for a while because this is the first time out how long because I've been chasing after this or chasing after this that I've heard the birds chirp and I don't know how long. So he said, I'm just going to drink my coffee and sit on the back porch, man. And I'm like, dude, like right there, I'm like, this is why I do what I do. This is why, because I know that feeling. I know the moment I define my purpose to say, I own myself. I love my story and, and, and I live with purpose and the lenses of my life changed the clarity that I had throughout every single day was awesome. I walked through those school doors, not dreading driving to work and walking in there into my classroom, pumped up and jacked because you know what? I'm going to help those kids own themselves. I'm going to help them love their story. And I'm going to help them live with purpose. I'm going to go to the baseball field. I'm going to do the same shit. I'm going to come home and I'm going to do the same, same shit for my wife, my kids. I'm going to go to the grocery store. When I open the door for somebody walking through, I'm going to do the same shit for them. And it's like, dude, it just clarifies, but you have to have a system in place to break down and somebody to hold you accountable and ask you the questions you don't want to answer. God. And that's, that's, that's what I've done. That, that's, that's, that's what I, I love, man. I love answering those questions. So yeah, dude, that is, that's some straight motherfucking truth right there, dude. I, without a shadow of a doubt, it's so, uh, you know, this, this 
podcast is not about me. It's about you, but I want to share this with you. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, um, <clears throat> so Arte Live, did you go to Arte? You went to the live no, event? No, I'm actually not. I just, I'm not part of Arte. Okay. I want to be someday, but I, yeah. I, I just know it's a badass group and I'm like, damn, okay. Like, sure. so I've connected with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people through that. Um, and, and learned a ton from what you guys post and, and, and stuff. So for sure. Look, and it's funny because I was in that boat for quite some time and, and, and then it's a long story, but you know, essentially the, the, the way that I learned about Arte was through, I happened to see a guy on, you know, on fucking Instagram with an Arte shirt on. And I knew what I knew the, the symbol. I just didn't really know that much about it. And so I connected with him simply because of that, because I know that Ed was a part of it. Andy, I didn't even know who the fuck Andy was. <laughs> and so, and to, but to make a long story short, that happened probably, uh, I don't know, nine, maybe, maybe nine months ago. Mm-hmm. And so through him and, 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 and then my partner, my business partner, Josh Kirk, we, uh, we, we met through an Instagram live. I asked him, I said, Hey, you know, I'm trying to build my Instagram up. You want to do an Instagram live? I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> and so he was like, yeah, I mean, nobody's really ever asked me to do that before. So we did it. And, uh, do you know, Josh? This episode of the successful life podcast is brought to you by house call pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, Housecall Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. No, I actually followed him, I think, because of you. I saw okay. some of the stuff he posted, and, I, and I, I, it was either this week or... It may be like a month ago I started following, but it, it like I, I love his shit too. Like yeah, he's, he's a trip. So, yeah. so, um, so fast forward, me building a relationship with him and Chris Saunders, and to make a long story short or longer, whichever, uh, <laughs> I lost my my HRT clinic last October. Like it's a long story, but you know I poured my heart and soul into it and lost it. Like I lost it because of something really was because of how I handled shit mm-hmm. was really what it was. And, and so I've been kind of in and out of what am I going to do? I don't want to go back to the fitness industry because I just, I was burnt out. I just didn't fucking want to go back. I, I sold my, my personal training business and I, I was stuck, I, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've dealt with that ba- daily battle of what the fuck am I going to do yeah. until I had a conversation just several days ago um, with a, a, a guy, Wes, um, and he listened to everything that I had to say and everything that I was t- I was going through. And, and he said, look, so, you know, Corey, this is really fucking simple. This is what you're really fucking good at. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to get there. And from that conversation, you know, it, I don't know what he, I don't know what it was about that conversation that just something clicked. Mm-hmm. And so 
that's what made me start. I planned up this fucking mic has been sitting on this desk for three months. <laughs> and like, I literally, I could, because I'm like, well, I haven't downloaded this shit. I don't know what the fuck, you, you know, da, 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 excuse. And so I just, I didn't really, I was, I, I, that floating feeling that you were talking about, I just really didn't know what the hell to do. And so I knew, but I knew something was coming, right? I knew that I, there was a reason. I knew that whatever my purpose was, that I couldn't quite see yet. I knew it was coming and I know it's going to be big and I knew it was going to be big. I just couldn't put my finger on it in that dark hallway uh, from one door shutting and the other one opening. Sometimes it's really dark. Oh yeah. And, and it, it was, it was, it's been a challenging year, but you know, they, so when I started, you know, I just started this, you know, just a few, few days ago and i that's not like i'm monetizing if you ask me hey how are you going to monetize this fuck if i know i'm not that's not my goal my goal is not to monetize it my goal is to is to to exactly what we talked about at the beginning is to bring people a podcast that's unlike what everybody else is doing right and so uh so i i got my first yes at at our the rt live event and and scheduled my first podcast, and I'm like, all right, well, now, which was, which actually is tonight at nine o'clock, um, but I was like, so, so it put me in a situation that I had to, I, I had to do, I had to do something because yes. I valued this person saying yes, and so that, you know, having that yes and having that conversation with Wes, I have completely made a, com- a complete turnaround in how I'm viewing everything. This is clearly what I'm supposed to be doing right now and whatever it leads to great or, or whatever. I, who the fuck cares right now? I, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It does matter, but I have not felt this alive in a long time. And I never would have thought in a million years that I would be hosting a fucking podcast. <laughs> like I just didn't, you know, I, it was a great idea. I just didn't think I'd execute on it. But long story short, and I'll shut the fuck up because I want to hear more about you, is that when I started scheduling people for the podcast, I got an overwhelming response from people that if you and I had made a $100,000 bet, I would have bet you I'd have lost that shit. <laughs> but something happened. Something clicked. and And so... And now I'm, I, I, fortunately, I've booked so many people. I, I, I'm, I'm all over the place. Like I don't know. I'm, I, I'm figuring. I'm gonna tell you what I'm doing. I'm working like fucking 19 hours a day is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And like I'm figuring it out because that's what I have to do. And I've been yeah. given given this opportunity to sit here with you and learn about you and the other people that I have that. I'm not going to squander that away. Some people may. I'm not going to do it. Like, I don't know where it's taking me, but it's got definitely up, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and here's one of the things that you're saying is that mic has been sitting on your desk, but there was no pressure. No. Now you have pressure. You ask somebody and pressure. It's, it's a rubber band effect. A rubber band doesn't work unless there's resistance. Growth doesn't occur unless there's resistance to it. So you now have pressure, which means now you have to have action. If you don't have action, then it falls back onto things like your character, things like who you are, uh, what lies in you, what, what is your purpose. 
uh, it falls back on those things because if you have this pressure and don't take action, it's now back on you. Yeah, fuck that. So, I'm not, I'm so, not, do, not going down yeah, like that. So you're either a person that says, uh, fuck it, I'm just going to, you know, or you're going to be like, dude, fuck this. I'm getting this shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm waking up today and I'm going to kick ass. I don't know how the hell it's going to happen. Like you're talking about, like you don't know what the fuck is going to go on, but dude, you're, you're going to move. And, and along the way, you're going to figure things out. My, I, I do have one question for you, if you don't yeah. mind me asking, is because what is your purpose? Like, if I asked you what's your purpose, what would you what would you phrase that as? So I would say that, you know, my purpose is to, at this point in, the, in my life, is to help, you know, to help people, which has been my purpose for a while. I'm 10 years sober. So, you know, I was... Awesome. In, Congrats, man. Thank you. So... But, you know, I, and I mentored people throughout AA, but I, I, I don't go to AA anymore because I've found a different way, a different outlet, meaning yeah. uh, to feed my, my mind and to, you know what, it's the thought. Like, I don't have to think about not fucking drinking, and I don't need to go to AA to remind myself of that. Now, a lot of people... Most that would hear me say that is probably they're probably going to roll their fucking eyes mm-hmm. and say, well, it'll just be a matter of time. Well, not really. I've made up my fucking mind. Like I have no desire to fucking drink. And therefore, I'm not going to reinforce myself, reinforce the fact that I used to stand up and say I'm an alcoholic many several days a week. And like subconsciously, that programs you to believe that you're right. fucked up and you're broken. and so you have to keep on saying, you keep saying it, the thought, the thought, Correct. then you take action and say it. And now you're in this fucking vicious cycle. And like I said, people are not going to fucking like that shit that's in recovery. And I get it. I understand it. I am not bashing it. It was certainly mm-hmm. had its place. So to answer your question right now, my purpose is to grow, just grow, grow this podcast and try to help as many people as I can in whatever way I can. So whatever the fuck that looks like, if that makes sense. I don't know if that really answers your question. (laughs) And here's, here's, here's what I'm getting at because this is, this is, these are the questions like I love, like I love you saying that I love doing that. Like, and and here's the thing is, is my question back to you is help people. How I'm fucking going to help people. Well, I mean, I coach people. That's one way, right? And so by sharing this podcast is another way. By getting out of my shell and getting on the social and doing live or doing, you know, doing posts and doing the the stories, dude, that's not me. Like what I'm saying is like that person has evolved over the last year. I hated the fucking shit out of it. Hated Mm it. Uh, I mean, like the thought of even getting on camera was not a thought. I was like, I'm not fucking doing that shit. Yeah. Like, I don't need to do it. I'm not going to do it. But I was challenged, and therefore I had to take action because I said I was going to do it. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So, uh, also, you know, I, with Josh, him and I have several things that are going on. They're, mm-hmm. We're creating a group of coaches that are going to uh, – we're, we're in – it's in the de- developmental stage. But essentially, we're going to bring a whole new coaching – idea to market so to speak right with multiple coaches and so that's another way that i am going to help people um and so really that's 
that's all I got for you right now. I know, but I know I'm here for a fucking reason and I can't give you the exact fucking reason, but I know I'm here for a reason. And so I'm just riding with, I'm riding the fucking wave and definitely, definitely every day it gets revealed something new. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's always, your purpose is always a growing piece. Like I I have uh, owned myself along my story and live with purpose. But it's always also evolving, you know what I mean? And, and from there is where I can take action. And I think one of the things that you keep repeating to your, repeating as you talk and what you do is that take action piece. Like, so if, if I'm looking at you and saying, hey, what's your purpose? And I'm looking at, 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 at well, I do it to anybody, is I'm like, all right, well, what are you all about, Corey? What are you all about? It's about taking action, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, you help people fucking take action. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and there, there's, there's what you do. You bring excitement to it. Like you're helping me take action to the next step, whatever it may be. I don't mind know what it is, sure. but, but that there's where I love being able to kind of break down what we do, how we do it, why we do it. Because like, I'm looking at you and you're talking about not only taking action yourself, but you're talking about helping other people take action and your face. Like, this is why I love zoom because your face is lighting up, man. Like your body language is different. You're like, you're like, you're like into it. You know what I mean? That's, that's the, that's, that's the whole thing about finding purpose. If we know what our purpose is, dude, we can go kick the fucking shit out of life. And at the end of our days, when it's all said and done, people are going to look back and be like, dude, that dude kicked fucking ass, man. He was an ass kicker. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Great example. Um, I met a, a, a lady, uh, Lisa, at, at the event, and again, this whole universe thing, the chances of her running into me in her situation uh, would be one in a million would be my guess. I don't know. She's opening a, a med spa, which is what I had, and and she said, you know, I'm just really struggling like my ex, I, I, don't know if it's her, I don't know if it's her husband, ex-husband, I don't know, who, I don't, either way, he's not in fucking picture, and so... She's like, you know, I'm just trying to get this business plan together. I'm like, well, I mean, I, I own the med spa. I fucking built it from the ground up. What do you need help with? And she was like, well, I mean, this, that, and another. So we got on a call the other night. And and after the fact, I said to sit back for a moment because I was like, God damn, dude, you, you actually know a whole lot about this shit. You know exactly what questions to ask because she I can't tell you how many times she said to me well I would have never thought to ask that and and in my back of my mind I'm like why would you not think to ask that you know I mean like to me it's common sense shit but 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 it's not to her because she's new in it yeah and and so I kind of just met her where she was and and I'm helping her and I'm gonna probably who knows how much money she'll save by doing you know by allowing me to help her and I, I didn't ask for a dime from yeah. her and I'm not going to because she needs my goddamn help. Yeah. And, and, that, and, and that, that's going to come back to you. You know what I mean? And that, and that's where another thing is, is reading and listening. Like, uh, I haven't always been, again, a spiritual person, but dude, the universe works in some fucked up ways, man. And you, when you put good shit out there and, and it's just karma, you put good shit out there, good shit's going to come back. You put shitty stuff out there, shitty stuff's going to come back to you. Every and, time. And like, and you're you're putting the good shit out there, you know what I mean? And, and that's awesome. And, and again, what did you help her do? You helped her fucking take action. You know what I mean? That's what you helped her do. You know. And, and there's there's where 
it comes into play. What's Corey about? Taking fucking action. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And helping other people take fucking action. You know, so let's, you know, let's get busy with this shit. <laughs> so, you know, you spoke, you, you talked about Sean, you know, he's got the app, right? The, yeah. um, and I'm not sure. I just signed up for it last night because he did the thing. He did something on, something on Instagram. Yeah. The meters? Yes. I don't, I, I thought actually at first it could be a dating app, but may, but now I don't know that that's what it is. I don't think yeah, that's no, what it no. is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a social media app where you can meet face-to-face with people who are in your area. There's okay. just nobody in my area that's on it. <laughs> it's funny. It says the same fucking thing about me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So, but he asked that question. Like, I can't remember the exact question, but basically like, what the fuck? What do you, what do you, what do you do? Why do you do it? Or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. And so I had to think about it and, and, and helping people. It sounds so fucking lame, but it gives me joy. It yeah. makes me excited. It brings the endorphins, like, you know, if you're whatever the fuck feeds your endorphins, that would be it for me. Yeah. And, and that that's the thing. Like, I love, like, this conversation, I'll be jacked all night, man. I don't even know if I'll sleep. But, like, I, I run two men's group. I run, and in those men's groups, you know, every night I get off the phone or every time it's done, like, I'm like, yeah, let's like, and we're all like, yeah, because it, it's a group where men don't want to fucking talk to people. And we, we uh, iron sharpens iron. And men have to talk with other men, you know, not men talking to boys. It's men talking to men about shit. And when we look at the groups that, that, that I'm running is some of those guys, like each one of us deals with their own shit. Like right. we're trudging through crap or have trudged through crap. Um, each one of us brings something different. It, it is so eclectic. I mean, that we have, we have people all across the country that are on out in San Francisco and, and back here and in Texas and everywhere, you know, it's like, yeah, but you bring all of these men together and there's just this different bond. You know what I mean? And, I it, and it's like, I, like when I can talk to you and have a serious fucking conversation that I can sit here and say, listen, I hurt and I can shed a tear in front of you and, and, and know that, man, you got my back. And like, if you said, let's go to fucking war, I'd be standing next to you with my damn pitchfork or whatever fuck I needed to go to war. You know what I mean? Like, like it's it's that kind of group, and and when we get off off the phone, and or, or also we do it on Zoom videos, when we do that, like it's just a, a, an area where men can come together and, and grow and be who they are, live in truth. Because I think when you own your shit, you can actually live in your actual truth instead of, dude. Listen, I hate fake people because I was fucking fake most of my life. You know what I mean? Yes. Like. But it also, I had the Debbie Ford, and this is one of the books Sean recommends, Debbie Ford, Dark Side of the Light Chasers. I also had to realize, like, I used fakeness. Uh, when I went into the classroom, my kids didn't want to see me hurting from my divorce. Like, they didn't want to, so I had to be fake at that point in time. So it served me well, but at the same time, uh, it also served me in a negative way because I was being fake to myself. Sure. And that, was, that was the worst part of it. So. That makes it, and, and, you know, that's such a good point. I think, uh, you know, uh, um, shit, what's his name? Uh, he came out because he was, you know, sexually molested or something. When he was a kid, big, um, football player, you know, you definitely know the fuck I'm talking about. I just can't think of his name. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, the mask, something that he wrote the book about, uh, 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 Lewis Howe, okay. Lewis, Lewis Howe. So, you know, it, it's, it's refreshing to know that 
there are men out there that will be willing to talk about Mm -hmm. their shit. And so I, I I guess I I have the question for you is how, how do you find these men? How do you get them to open up? Because I would think that's challenging. Yeah. And it it definitely is like, because men don't want to do it. But here's the thing. Like if you're fake to me, I'm not going to listen to you. If, and here's, here's a John Maxwell quote, and it's just like, it's for every teacher, it's for every administrator out there, it's for whatever your coach, I'm a coach, like it's for all that stuff. People don't care what you know until they know that you care. And if they don't think that you care about them, they don't give two shits what you have to say. They're not going to listen to you. They're not going to open up to you because it comes back to trust. Like if you can trust me that I'm going to be real with you, you're going to be real with me. And if you think I'm sitting here like bullshitting you, dude, like it would have been done, you know, 40 minutes ago. It would have been right. done in five minutes. You know what I mean? And, and and because you're at a point in your life, I'm at a point in my life, that I don't take bullshit. I don't take bullshit. I don't take excuses. So when we have our meetings, like this is how we talk in our meetings. Like I used to be like, as a teacher, I can't swear in the classroom, obviously. But dude, I'm a swear. I'm like, fuck this, fuck that. Like I have that phone everywhere. Like, but that's how we talk in our group because that's me. That's real. Like I'm not. I don't want to put it what in my social media, in my post, in my book, and in, in whatever it is that I put out there. Like if you talk to me in person and meet me in person over phone or whatever it is, I want you to talk to the same person. And that's one of the nicest things. Like I follow people who are real. I got an opportunity to sit down in Pittsburgh with, with Tyler Jack Harris. And he was the same dude in front of me that he was anywhere else. And, and I so appreciate that just because I, like I look up to him, I respect him for what he's done. I, I listen to what he, what he has uh, and his suggestions and things like that. Just like Sean, if we met Sean in person, you have, I'm a little jealous. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but if you met Sean, Andy, Ed, all those guys, like they're the same damn person in front of you. Than, than they are. And you can open up and be real with those people. And I think uh, it, it's, building some of these groups have been a little bit tough. And that's where I'm at right now is really kind of expanding out on that. Uh, and then doing some one-on-one coaching with purpose and things like that. That's more of the harder pieces uh, is people are looking at like, well, do I really want to like, you know, my purpose, like it, it's an awkward conversation to have with people. Sure. People, Cause they're like, dude, I don't fucking know. And it makes them sit there like you, like you can see your face and, 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 and when you were like, well, what's your purpose? And people are like, like my, I was probably that way. When you yeah, ask you were that me, way. what do you think here? What the fuck is my purpose? You know, because yeah. Yeah. And it is a challenging question because right. you think you, I'm assuming the alpha part of you and then the, the, the vulnerable side, you got to figure out, well, mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm guessing a lot of people don't fucking look at that. No, you just don't look at it because it's hard to look at. Well, it's also we our life is our life is so filled with these pleasure filling things and this this uh, all of this stuff. I mean, shit. We're talking on a, on. A, I don't, where are you at? Where do you live? Oh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, okay, shit. We're on the East Coast. Sweet. I'm in Pennsylvania. So, like, we're, you're in Raleigh, and I'm in I'm in Pennsylvania. You're Pennsylvania. Like, dude, we can do like we can snap our fingers and, and, and look at shit all the time. And we have this pleasure-filled world, yet, you know, we don't think about this stuff. So our life are so busy, 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 busy. You know, I got three kids. I mean, it's busy as hell, you know. But what was going on in my brain? How was I moving? I was floating, dude, and I didn't know. I didn't take the time to stop and find out who I am so that I can be the best dad that I can be. 
so that I could be the best husband that I could be, so I could be the best man that I could be, the best teacher, the best coach, the best author, the best speaker, whatever it is. Like, you have to pause at some point in time in your life. And I think that's why so many, like, 35 seems to be the, the golden age of what the fuck am I doing here on earth? Because <laughs> right. the more people I talk to, it's like, dude, like, I was 35, same thing. Like, and, but once you open up, and, and the vulnerability is, I don't give a shit about saying. Like, I, I got rid of, like, and, and I, I credit my mom because she's like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, I'm going to be me. Uh, so I kind of grew up like my dad's the same way. But, like, I don't give a shit what people think about me. Like, you can judge me, but if I don't value your opinion, your judgment means nothing to me. So Ooh, I'm going to be me. Like, but, like, people who I value, my mom, my dad, my wife, you know, those people that are real close to me, like, I value your opinion. I'm going to take it in, but you still don't tell me what my story is. Like, right. just like with every day, like, I write my own page. Nobody else gets to write on my fucking page. Nobody. Like, I do. And I, and I had to learn it the hard way, but my second divorce, I learned in that because I married, I married my, my son's mom for the pure fact that I was trying to validate who I was as a man, as a father, and as a husband. Because my first marriage, I was ashamed. I felt worthless as a father. I felt worthless as a husband. I felt worthless as a man. And at the end of that, when, when everything was said and done, I mean, it was like, you know, raging bull. We came in real fast and it ended within two years. It was done. And I had a kid and divorced, you know, within two years. And it's like, you know, boop, 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 all of a sudden it's done. But I look back and I'm like, dude, why did I do that? Because I didn't validate me. And you know what? This is the only fucker right here that gets to validate who I am. Nobody else. My wife doesn't. My kids don't. My mom, dad doesn't. The dude down the street, you don't. Nobody does. Like, I validate me, period. End of story. I write on my page. Nobody gets to write on my page. That page is fucking mine, and nobody else is going to touch it. I touch it. So if I have a bad day, it's because I fucking chose to have a bad day. If I don't have a bad – if I have a great day, which is usually every day because I don't give a shit what happens – I'm choosing to have a good fucking day. When I lay my head down, I'm damn well going to know, like, I gave all. I left it on the fucking field because my dad taught me that. You step across the lines, lay it on the field. It needs to go all out, and that's what I do. And, and, and it doesn't matter what it is, I'm doing that. But when I found clarity in my purpose and I identified, I wrote it down. I have three things I live by. Dude, it just enhanced everything. Like, the whole shebang. So I can go throughout my whole life or my whole day, sorry, and, and I can have clarity throughout my whole day. And at the end of the day, just because something either happened at school or something happened with my kid or my kids annoyed the shit out of me because, you know, kids are annoying as shit sometimes. Fuck, dude. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> I love them to death. But sometimes I'm like, dude, you're just – you act – my son acts just like me. And I'm like, you – and now I know what my parents went through. But, like – at the end of the day, like I made a choice to whether I had a good day or not. I made a choice to write my page and that's all mine. And I cannot make any excuses at anybody else and say, cause I, I, I really can't take excuses. Like, well, they made me mad. No, no, no. You made, shut the fuck up. You made, you made, um, you know, let's, let's move forward with this. But you know, there, there's where it's just, it's our story. It's our purpose. And when you clearly define that, I own myself. I love my story. I live with purpose and I help other people do that. There's nothing that I don't have clarity with now, even on bad days. I mean, there's days where I'm like, dude, this fucking blows. Like, like right now, business wise, I'm struggling because, and this is my vulnerability here. I'm struggling getting clients. 
You know what I mean? And part of it's being, here's my ownership. Part of it's me being a fucking lazy ass. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I get it. I fucking (laughs) totally get it. Because we can tell ourselves whatever the fuck we want. And and that's how, that's the direction it's going to go. And, and, you know, if it's it, maybe, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I get it. I totally fucking get that 100%. It, it's like, I, it's like, I tell, you know, back to the whole th- the thought feeling thing. I, I, you said you did or did not read to get Joe to spin his book. I did not read. You no. have to read that shit. Okay. It is awesome. What is so, that again, Joe? Dr. Joe Dispenza. He will blow your fucking mind. And it's called, uh, well, one of his books is The Placebo Effect. Uh, but that's the one you need to listen to because, or, 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 or listen to or read. You can find it on YouTube, I think. Um, but it's like my wife will say, you know, God, you know, I, I she chipped a tooth the other day. She was like, well, oh, my God, you know what? What if that would have happened and I would have been, she's a wedding photographer. What would, what would have happened if I would have been at a wedding out of town? And I'm like, but you're not at a fucking wedding out of town. There is no what if. We can project all kinds of shit. Yeah. But the reality is if you just stay right here. Present. And, and Yeah. And realize, okay, um, it's a fucking chip tooth. Yeah. And, and, and I, I know exactly where she is because that's where my brain would go. Like, that's where it goes. I have to shut it off. Like, it goes, well, what if I was here? What if I was here? Shit, I was, when I, when I was going through, like, right after that, a couple of weeks after my panic attack, dude, I was staring, I was brushing my teeth in the morning, getting ready to go to work, and I'm looking out my bathroom window. My sink's here, and my bathroom window is here. I'm looking out like this, going, are fucking aliens going to attack us today? I'm like, oh, my God, what if they do attack us? And then we go into, like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm like, oh, my God. But that, that's that's the, all the what ifs, like. Anxiety is all about that. Well, what is it's all about the future? Here's one thing that that I do want to say um, that that somebody said before. I heard her name is Kathleen Hassan. She did women's leadership stuff for our schools. We we I got a chance to go to and see her. She said, and this rang true for me at that point in time. She said to to the girls, she said, you know, don't have one foot in the past, one foot in the future, and be pissing all over the present. And I'm like, dude, I'm like. That's what I keep doing. I keep pissing all over the fucking present instead of actually being like, hey, look, all right, look, let, let's let's just do this. And another thing with that is too is is that came to my mind and is I, I forget whether I read what if it was in a book or, or something I was listening to or whatever, but they said get rid of expectations. And mm-hmm. when you and, and here's the thing, like you have expectate like we we set expectations on ourselves. We we go to an event, we set an expectation. Get rid of the fucking expectation. Because the problem with expectation is this crystal ball effect of what is what I call the crystal ball effect. We have this expectation or this thought. And I think this is why so many people at 35 are sitting here going, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And because we have this crystal ball of what we thought our life was going to be at 35. We have this, we have this, fuck, I'd be rich, I'd be, I could do what I want, all this shit. Well, we have this expectation that is here, yet our reality is here. And when our reality doesn't match up with our expectation, that, inter- that, that fuels this internal uh, struggle between self and who, what I really want. And when we have that internal struggle, then there comes anxiety, there comes depression, there comes uh, like hating your life, there comes negativity, it comes all this shit. And once you get rid of expectations, and, and it took a while for me to be able to kind of do this, is you get rid of the expectation and you can just go throughout your day. And whatever happens throughout your day is a fucking learning experience because you're like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. 
you know, you go to, uh, we just had my 20th reunion for, for school. I'm an old fucker. But, um, you know, we went back. Like, I had no expectation going in. I don't know what the hell was going to happen. But I started to try to have this feeling, oh, are we going to come back and be buddies with, no, no, no. Just throw out expectations. Had a great time. Had an awesome time connecting with people I haven't seen in 20 years. But I threw out the expectation because if I had an expectation going in, it was here. And it probably would have been somewhere down here. It wouldn't have met it. You know what I mean? And that's usually 80 to 90% of the time we set an expectation higher than what we think we can be. And then we don't meet it. And then we're like, dude, especially us men, we set this high expectation. And be like, like when you're talking about this podcast, you set the high expectation. You go, man, this is going to be, but yet at the same time, you know, did you set it too high? Did you get rid of the fucking expectation. Just go, I'm going to go kick ass with this thing. Where's right. it going to go? Fuck, I don't know. But it's going to go. It's going to be fun doing it. Absolutely. You know I mean? And every opportunity that you have, take to learn. And, and that's going to be able to do what you do, which is taking your purpose and, and, and helping people take action. You know what I mean? And, and that's that's the whole goal. Fuck, I don't give a shit what comes out of here. But if I can help people take action, fuck, I did my job. Absolutely. And what is so ironic about that, that the last piece that you said is, you know, because I – before before I went to the event, I inter- mentally internally I was I was I was struggling because I was like, I'm going to this fucking event and like I'm going to be around all of these motherfuckers that that I know via social media and and what if somebody says oh well like you know I'm I'm a X Y Z again expectations I'm X Y Z and I have to tell them well yeah I'm I'm a coach but you know not doing so hot you know. So the point is, is that I had to fucking smash that shit and say, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of this weekend and I'm going to talk to as many fucking people as I can. And I, and I, I really didn't have an expectation. And if I would have, it would have been subpar yeah. mm-hmm. where we're sitting right now. I wouldn't yeah. have fucking projected this mm-hmm. at all. Nope. So uh, not a million fucking years. If you told me this is what we'd be doing today, I would say you're a fucking liar. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have believed it for a second. And so back to your expectation point, you know, I think lots of times when we have those expectations, we may be cutting ourselves short. Yes. Because the the reality is it could be up here uh-huh. when our expectation is here and then we fall short because we didn't. Does that make sense? Yeah, we didn't we didn't meet it. That expectation is unrealistic of what we have. It is. You know, and I, and I, I totally forget what book. I wish I remember what book that was. But but when I when I read it, I'm like, I don't necessarily agree because the expectation I have of myself is very high. Sure. And then I'm thinking, going, well, shit. How many times did I hit that expectation? And how many times did that fuck me up? And I'm like, going, well, almost every time. You know right. what I mean? Like my expectation in high school was to make the major leagues. Well, it didn't work. I broke my thumb in three places, and as a catcher. You can't fucking catch without a thumb. And it's like, okay, like I didn't make it. So then when you look at that piece, then that was my identity forever. And then when I didn't have that, who the fuck is Clay Smeltzer? Like, uh, he's just a college student now. Woo, yay. Like, and that lasted until 35 years old when I'm like, oh, fuck, here's Clay Smeltzer. Here's who I am. You know what I mean? And and when you go back to that that point too, is, is with purpose. I think I ask a lot of people, you know, what your purpose is. And a lot of times they tell me what they do. 
Like they say, hey, uh, what's your purpose? Well, I'm a dad. Well, cool. That's good. I'm glad you're a dad. What's your purpose behind that? And your purpose is always, it is never something that you do. It's something that you feel. It's, it's, it's inside of you. It's your core. It's who you are. When you walk around, it's your, it, it, you can call it character. You can call it your, your, um, it, like your um, life force. You can call it whatever fucking other things I can't think off the top sure. of my head right now. You know, all of those things. That is your purpose. The things that you do, my purpose, I use as a, what I do as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a coach, as a teacher, as an author, as a speaker, as a co- as a, as a purpose coach. And, and that's when I, that's when I use it in those things. It's not what I do. It's who I am. So you, you just said author and, and I thought, I thought you had mentioned that earlier. I didn't know that about you. So couple of things one i want you to tell me about what what it is your book was about or is about okay and then secondly so 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 part of this year i've taken to write a book about personal training and sales and how people should you know it's there's just certain things that you can do to make sure that you close the fucking sale yeah to me they're obvious to a lot of people they're not yeah, yeah, they're 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 probably not obvious to me. <laughs> so like for so so I struggle because I'm like, who the fuck is gonna buy my fucking book? First of all, and let, I just, let me let me stop let me stop you real quick, Corey, because I want to go back to this point. I'm glad you said that when you were talking about expect you have an expectation for this. Get rid of the fucking expectation. Also, clear out the judgment, and that's what you like when you went to the the Arte live. You had expectation and you thought about judgment. Like clear the shit out of those things. Yeah. When you clear and break the expectation and the judgment, you can really go for it. Because a lot of your expectation, a lot of the things that hold us back are judgment. Like I, I, it took me forever to, to post stuff. It took me forever to, um, uh, like get my book actually published. Like, uh, you know, like all those things. It took me forever to do those things. But why? Because I was afraid somebody out there was going to be like, "Yo, your shit's stupid." And now I'm like, oh, well, cool. I don't give a shit. I'm not working. I'm not helping you out then. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Like my shit. That's full. cool, man. Like, but you know, maybe at some point in time, I'll see you back on. Hey, listen, man, I should fucking listen to you. Like, like maybe should I'm dude. But you know, and, and that's where you get rid of the judgment, get rid of the expectation. It's not an easy thing though. You know what I mean? Like to clear sure. those things out because naturally, especially men in hit throughout history, we have this, um, status piece that's that, that biologically is ingrained in us that we want to play status and uh, we got to kind of break that barrier because you know our brains are are, are meant to survive and status is one of those survival techniques um, but yet we live in a world that isn't survival it's full of pleasure so we have a, a survival brain that lives in pleasure and then we have all this <laughs> shit jumbled all up we're like dude what the fuck is going on that's why my anxiety is so high or, or my anxiety exists because dude if i if my, your anxiety is a survival method if we were back in the, the medieval time dude i'd be a badass fucking knight killing everybody I'd be like shit yeah because i'm using it but now what the fuck i gotta survive i don't gotta go kill shit to eat like i just go to the grocery store and pick something up like right men, pro- men provide protect like the fuck do i really need to provide and protect like just be, like make money do like okay like i don't fucking know you know what i mean right so yeah this, this pleasure filled shit that that fucks us up and uh and, and you just there's no outlets to talk about it because people are aren't vulnerable enough to talk about it but guys like us are 
Sure. You know, guys like, like Stone R, guys like Andy R, Ed R, Tyler R. Like, and that's why, that's why when you look at what you're doing to help people take action, if you're real and, and, and people know that, like people are going to be willing to open up. Like I, I'm, I'm willing to open up. Sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, you know, when Chris, uh, or actually Leanne, so Chris and Leanne Saunders are the, they're the ones that, that invited me to go with them on to, to the RK event. And like, uh, when she, so she FaceTimed me 30 seconds before she FaceTimed me, I told Autumn, my, my wife, I said, Hey, the tickets are on sale. They're X, Y, Z. She said, Oh, you know, we got to look at the travel and all that shit, but you know, it's probably going to be a little bit expensive. 30 seconds later, she FaceTimed me. And, and when she, uh, and she asked me if I would be her guest to go. And dude, I mean, it's like, I bawled. I fucking bawled. Like it meant so much to me because, you know, that's for somebody to do that. Yeah. For me. Love it, man was just, it was, it was unreal. I mean, I, I, I can't even tell the story yeah. because it, it. it meant so fucking much to me. And so it was anyway. So the point is, is that, you know, it, I love those times when you get so filled with joy because somebody does something that's out of the norm. You know, people mm-hmm. don't do shit like that for other people a lot of times, or at least not for me, they don't do that. Uh, I don't think my wife may, but, but other than that, you know, like that was really fucking cool. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, yeah, and, and, and so, it meant something to you. And, and there's why, like, I'm looking at you and, and, you know, whether they see you on the podcast or not, or, or you put up YouTube or whatever, like yeah, I saw you get teary eyed, you know what I mean? And, and that's where it comes back to John Maxwell's people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Like, you know, they care about you. So you're willing to listen to what they have to say. You know what I mean? And that is where there's opportunity for true growth. There's opportunity for true learning. There's opportunity to really be the best defined you person. And then for you to be able to share that story, for you to be able to have that vulnerability behind it allows people to know that you're real. And that allows you to be able to impact more people because they're like, dude, this Corey dude, like, you know, I see him post and stuff and things like that. But now once I hear you and now I see that and hear that vulnerability or see that vulnerability now, I know that he cares. Even though he may not know me, I know he cares. And I have a similar story with, with that is I was in business, a, a multi-level business before. And, and one of the, like, the biggest dudes like in there, I mean like multi-multi-millionaire, probably billionaire now. But we were in the, the gym down at the Gaylord National Hotel in, in Washington, D.C. Okay. And um, the morning session was over, so I went to go work out. This was actually the weekend. It was a weekend event. Uh, and this was the weekend. I didn't know if I was going to go back to Pennsylvania because on Wednesday, I was selling my house. Um, when I went back on Sunday evening, my, my wife and my daughter were not going to be there. And all my stuff was going to be packed in a box because we, we were getting divorced, things like that. So I didn't want to go back. Like, I didn't want to face it. And, um, but he, during the workout, I was doing shoulder presses, and he comes over, taps me on the shoulder, and said, hey, I, saw, I was listening to this song and thought of you. 
And then um, he gave me his iPod, his little iPod Nano. I said, you can listen to it as long as you want. And I'm like, I was sitting there going, I can't believe you're talking to me. Like, I didn't even know you knew who I was. You know what I mean? So you got this big, it's somebody like, like it would be like Ed came over to you and just talked to you or Sean just came over to you and talked to you out of nowhere. So he tapped me and was like, hey. So I took it and I listened to it. And it was a song. And the, the, the drum started going. I got the weights on. I got, you know, 100-pound weights on my shoulders. I'm just kidding. I had 40-pound weights. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had 40 pounds on my shoulders. And it started playing. You know, the, the, the guitar is going. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And all of a sudden, the words started. And my chin dropped to my chest. I start like, this is a packed gym. I mean, there's like, you know, a hotel gym. There's yeah. like yeah, yeah. six there's like sixty people in this place. And I'm at a bench in front of a wall of fucking mirrors. And I have two forty pound weights and I'm like this. And tears are just dripping, man. And the words were just ringing of where I felt that um even when and then the chorus came and it said, even when the floods come and the the or even when the storms come and the floods they're oh crap, now I have it mis- mixed up. But even when the storms come you will be washed by the water. And to me, that was just saying, you know what? You're going through a lot of shit right now because those two 40-pound weights were like all the shit, all the hurt, all the pain, everything I was going through at that moment. And for somebody to come and and give me that and think of me who didn't have to, like I knew in that instant he actually cared. And I took that that weight and I just lifted my head up. I looked at myself in, in the eyes. I had, there was like nobody around me. I mean, there was, there were 60 people around me, but there was like nobody around me in that gym. And I just, for the rest of the song, just went like this, boom. And I just busted it out like boom, boom. And I took that weight and that pain and that hurt everything that I had. And I just kept going. And I said, you know what? That was the decision I made that day to stop saying, why me? Why me? Why me? And start saying, why not me? If I'm going to go through shit, and if I'm going to go through something, why not me? Because I know I can get through it and I have the balls and the guts enough to go through it, deal with it, come out better on the other side and help somebody out. And oh, ever since that day, like that, I, I do like, that's what I want to do for people. You know what, you know what I mean? And that's something that, that changed my life. It is, it is those, those, um, those marker moments in your life where you're like, dude, this is a defining moment in my life. And um, so I, I know that, you know, that feeling of somebody just caring enough about you who didn't have to care about you. And you're like, damn. And, and, and that's like, I always look like, I look back on that every, like yeah. every time I'm struggling and I'm like, dude, put the fucking weight up. Let's go. Let's go. So. And what's crazy too is, you know, he had no idea that he was going to have that much impact and people, you know, including you and I, we don't know when we open that door or when we compliment somebody, what that could do to change their whole fucking, the rest could change their whole life. Correct. And, you know, to recognize that is, you know, it takes growth. You know, it Mm -hmm. takes working on yourself. It takes, you know, digging into your fucking soul, even to realize that. Cause I don't even think, I don't know how many people are aware of, having that kind of impact. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, my guess is probably not a lot, mm-hmm. you know? It, yeah. Uh, and it, yeah. And, that, and that's crazy. I mean, you just, I mean, just, we talk about it teaching all the time, you know, we, 
you, as a teacher, it's like one of the most thankless jobs because you're like, I don't know if I did something. You know what I mean? Like the kids leave and then you see them throughout, you know, whether you see them in class or throughout the district and stuff like that. But you're like, did I really make an impact on this kid? And if you think about a teacher that, that did something for you in your life, we all have a teacher that I'm like, dude, that, that mine was seventh grade math. Uh, um, and I just totally forgot her name now, but she, you know, it, it wasn't about the math. It wasn't about the seating chart. It wasn't about her lesson plans. It wasn't about the instruction. It wasn't about the curriculum. She cared about me and she took the time to let me know that she cared about me. And that's, that's the whole point of any coach, any teacher, anybody who helps somebody else out is, do you care about them? And do they think that you care? Because if you do, you have that true connection. And it's like, those are the moments like any teacher just wants to, to have a student or get a letter, you know, or see a student later on. And be like, like, listen, you were, you were so impactful. I think about you now. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, damn. Okay. I don't know. I did that, but it, cool. it's pretty cool. When a kid comes back to you and is like, Hey, Mr. Snow, I had that happen at the beginning of this year. He said, hey, Mr. Smeltzer, I still think about some of the things that you taught me over there. And it wasn't about the math, but I still picture your face. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> That's that's and incredible. Like, There's no telling yeah. how many stories are probably like yeah. that. You just don't even know. Right. Like, yeah. You know, because of people don't, I guess people don't, I, my guess is they, you don't get that super, super often, but it's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be a good fucking feeling, dude. Oh yeah. You're like, damn. Okay. Sweet. Awesome. Hell so, yeah. So what about your book? So what kind of, what's the name of your book? What? Uh, your, my book is, is his story, a story of growth, change and learning. It's on Amazon. Um, you can look up under my name, but it's basically stories from my life that I learned. The one about the, you know, uh, him coming down and giving me that, uh, give me that is in there. Um, the other one with about my teacher, um, you know, impacted me. That's in there. Uh, things that I learned from, from the game, uh, uh, you know, playing baseball, things from my childhood. So it's just, it's short stories because I have dyslexia, uh, and I, I flipped some things too. Uh, it's not super bad, but it's bad enough for me to be like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, but, uh, but like I, I wrote it one because I wanted to prove, because I suck at English and I wanted to prove to myself that I could write a book. Uh, and two, just because I, I went to, that was really one of the first things I started getting vulnerable with and telling part of my story and putting it out there. Now it's out there for just fuck anybody around the world to buy. You know sure. what I mean? And, um, and, and, and it, you know, hopefully it impacts people when they, they pick it up and they read it and they're like, damn, okay, I got something out of this. Um, but it's just kind of short stories of my life and things I've learned from it. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And you can say you're an author, which is pretty fucking cool. So yeah, I never thought, I mean, I tell people from, uh, uh, uh when some of my old coaches are like, you're an author. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> I, was like, some, I was like, hey, that's some shit. You never thought that was going to happen. Did you? So, I love that. All right, brother. I got to wrap up. Um, dude, this has been such a pleasure. Seriously, I have enjoyed the fuck out of every second that we've been on the phone. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, well, obviously, we'll stay in touch, obviously. But this was incredible. So I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to uh, to share this with me and whoever else is going to listen. Absolutely. And I appreciate being on and being able to share, you know, my story and my purpose and, and what what we both do is help other people. And if we can make connections, that's, that's what the, the Internet, social media is so good at being able to do 
is make those connections with other people like you and I to go out and make a fucking difference in this world, a positive one. And maybe our conversation clicks something for somebody and helps them take action. If it just helps one person, dude, we, we fucking kick ass, man. You know what I mean? And, and that's, I appreciate that so much. Absolutely. Dude, I had driving back. I had to go pick my daughter up. I'll finish with this really quick. And we were driving back and she was like, uh, so why are you doing the podcast? And my response was exactly what you just said. I mean, almost verbatim. I said, dude, if it can help one mother, if it can help one person, I've done my job. um, All right, my man, I'll let you know when I get this thing dropped. Uh, It's definitely going to be a couple of weeks because there's a lot of more work than I thought. but, (laughs) But so far, it's been worth every second of it. So thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, my, my, my pleasure. Appreciate you too, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Talk soon, bro. All right, you too. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, Greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.